navigate the Disney parks with the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. You're listening to Rope Drop Radio. To infinity and beyond. Welcome to another Rope Drop Radio. I'm your host, Eric Sassman. With me, as always, is the Disney dentist, Dr. Doug. How you doing, Doug? Doing good, Derek. How you doing today? I'm doing great because today's topic is one that I get a lot of questions about, and I know you do too, is do you stay on site or do you want to stay off site? when you go to Disney World? It is a big question and a lot of times for a lot of people it comes down to money and what's a value for you? What are you looking to get out of your money that you spend at Disney? And there's a lot of different options. Well, I know for me, I was a huge off-site stayer. For years, you could always get great deals online, and, and I was really anti, again, staying on property until I went a couple months ago for the first time staying on property at the Riverside and had a great experience with the transportation. My kids loved it, Magic Bands, and now I think we are locked in to staying on site. Yeah, once you go on site, it is very difficult to go back off site. We've stayed at 13 different Disney resorts in the last couple years. Um, There are 28 Disney resorts total. So staying on site is not just that simple of a question. It's also where would you want to stay? So today we'll just try to figure out whether you're on or off. But a lot of different experiences. It's not just a hotel when you're staying on site. And that, I think, is what you notice in how Disney kind of encompasses everything and makes it just amazing for everyone. Well, and one thing Disney does differently is that they have different tiers of resorts. What are those different tiers, and what are the values behind those? All right, well, there's four different tiers of Disney resorts and kind of a fifth. Um, so there's the value resorts. There, um, It's your basic motel. There's two double beds, um, plenty of room to just sleep, because that's what mostly we do at Disney with our room is just sleep. Um, you have an outside entry door. The pool is it's big, but it's just a basic pool. But there's lots of decorations, lots of theming. There's five different value resorts. Um, there's Pop Century, the All-Star Resorts, so three different All-Stars. And then you have the Art of Animation, which has over-the-top crazy theming. A really, really neat resort for a value price. Um, then there's the Moderate Resorts, which is the next step up. There's five of those. Um, we have Coronado Springs, Port Orleans Riverside, Port Orleans French Quarter, Caribbean Beach, um, and you also have the cabins at uh, Fort Wilderness. A lot of people forget about those are in the moderate category. One of the big jumps in moderate from value, other than the price tag, is you get uh, a queen bed in your room, a little bit more square footage, and you get a water slide at the pool and a sit-down restaurant. Um, so not just a food court, you get a uh, sit-down dining. And then the next step up would be your deluxe resorts. And there you have a really wide range of prices and experiences. Um, there's eight standalone deluxe resorts, um, big water slides, massive pools. Um, some of the Disney theming is actually toned down a little bit as you go up in price. The values have the over-the-top Disney theming. The deluxes, it kind of comes back a little bit. And then that fourth category is the villas. Um, most people associate those just with the DVC or Disney Vacation Club to translate that. Um, in the villas, you can have studios, one bedrooms, two bedrooms, and they also have some grand villas. So that's where you go if you want to, say, have extended family, stay under one roof. Um, also, if you really want a door between you and your children, um, a villa uh, is one way to go. There's also a value suite um, 
All Star Music and Art of Animation has suites as well for people that need that door between them and their kids, which some days you definitely need that. So, so when it comes all to money, I mean, the nice thing that Disney does is they offer different levels for whatever you're looking at wanting to spend uh, for your vacation. Yeah, the value resorts, most of the times of the year, it's really tough to beat that price if you're looking off property. Um, they're at a price point that's very affordable because Disney also includes transportation from the airport and transportation to the parks. And a lot of off-site hotels will say they include transportation to the park, but that may be like two buses two times a day, where Disney, it's every 20 minutes, there's another bus coming to get you to the resort. So there's a lot of perks involved that uh, are included in that price tag of staying on property. Oh, absolutely. And one of the perks I love that you haven't mentioned yet is the magic bands. Uh, those wristbands that have become a great souvenir. They get you into the park. They're all your fast passes. They're also your room key, which I absolutely love about staying on property now because our flight was delayed by a couple hours. It was over after 11 p.m. when we got uh, to our resort and we stayed at a moderate resort for the first time. And our cab drove us right to the front. We didn't have to go. Uh, we didn't have to go to the lobby. We literally just walked to our room. Our wristband opened the door, and bam, we were inside in bed, um, which was great. And now those those magic bands are fantastic for uh, travelers, especially with small kids and don't want to carry your wallet around and everything. Disney did a great job doing that. Yeah, with the magic bands, I love it because my kids are always racing to see who can open the door. I haven't opened a door at Disney World since 2013. So that's definitely one perk of staying on site and getting that magic band. And like you said, you don't have to worry about your wallet. You can go swimming and you can pay with things with your magic band. You get back in your room with your magic band. You, I mean, you don't need anything else. One of the other great perks of staying on site is you have extra magic hours. And rope droppers love magic hours. Yeah, it is it is great because you get that hour before the park opens or a couple hours after the park closes where it's just people staying on property. Um, it's good and bad. There are some negatives to um, extra magic hours that we like to hop away from them. So say Magic Kingdom has morning extra magic hours. We like to get there front of the line for rope drop for that morning extra magic hours. And then we eat lunch and then we head somewhere else because a lot of people see extra magic hours on the schedule and they think, oh, that's where Disney wants us to go today. So they may show up at 11 o'clock. They totally miss the extra magic part and they're just showing up. So the crowds roll in do the that schedule. So that's one thing we do. We hit the extra magic hours and then we get out of there. And same thing with the evening ones. We show up a little bit before they start, enjoy the extra magic hours. A lot of people will show up with their families in the morning thinking, evening extra magic hours, we're going to make it. And then uh, little Johnny starts crying, and it's really tough to get there. Yep, I love magic hours, and, and I'm the same way. I like to bounce around when I'm down there, find out where everyone's going, and then maybe go to a different park. Uh, one thing, I want to switch gears because we've been talking a lot, a lot about staying on property. Uh, oh, man, okay. I want to switch gears a little bit. We've been talking a lot about staying on property, but one thing I hear a lot is people don't like staying on property because of the high cost of food when you're in that Disney bubble, especially when you have a big family. Yeah, and if you're off property, um, you have a rental car, obviously, cause, or if you drove down there, you have your own car, and you have lots of food options, fast food and uh, sit-down dining that you can get out of the parks. 
go eat dinner and then head back into the parks or even go to the grocery store, load up and take it to um, say you're staying off site in a vacation home. Say you're doing an extended family vacation and you want to all stay under one roof. Um, you can cook on your vacation if that's how you want a vacation. I know my wife would absolutely laugh at me if I said, well, how about we stop by the grocery store and get a roast and put it in the crock pot that was in the vacation home. She would just, she would have none of it. But, uh, I know some people do it, and uh, it works out good for them, and it's a way to save some money on dining while you're there because uh, some of the Disney dining is not too crazy expensive, but other places, it's like, I'm going to pay what for, for breakfast? This is breakfast, right? Yeah, that's one of the big things with food costs. I know my wife and I on our honeymoon actually did go to a store and bought some food just to save a little bit of money. But by the time we cooked it, paid the cab fee, it didn't. It would have been cheaper to just eat on site anyway. But uh, one thing I did like about staying off site and why I was a big off site stayer was that I am a Holiday Inn member and I could use my points to kind of offset some of those Disney tickets. Yeah, absolutely. You really can't use points anywhere on property. Um, there, you know, I mentioned there was kind of a fifth category of a resort earlier when we went through the values, moderate, deluxe, and villas. There's this gray area of uh, like Disney Springs resorts and the Swan and Dolphins. So there are, let's see, that's a total of like 10 resorts. They're on property, physically built on Disney property. Um, however, they're not ran by or managed by Disney. So they're not they don't get all the same perks they don't necessarily get extra magic hours they don't get magical express they don't have magic bands the tickets are a pain in the butt and a hassle but you are on property and some of those um, do work with some points um, there are a few Disney perks to those resorts over say you know just being across the street at a stay bridge or something but the Disney Springs resorts sometimes you can use your points there um, that's the only way to get on property and use points otherwise a lot of Hilton rewards people. I know they're big into using their points down there. Um, so there's a lot of different options off property for using points. Yeah, and another thing that I know people like to stay off property for, and one thing I really enjoyed was uh, if I was going to visit Universal or SeaWorld or want to hang out down in the downtown Orlando area, it's not not a bad idea to stay off property. You can hit up whatever parks you want to do. You can drive your rental car or even drive your car down and stay and probably park for a little bit cheaper. Um, the big thing with staying on property is that you get stuck in that Disney bubble. Mm -hmm. And some people love being stuck in the bubble. Other people, it like eats at their soul. Uh, I like it. I like the Disney bubble. I used to make fun of people that use the term the Disney bubble because I don't know. It just seemed kind of silly. Evidently, now that I have kids um, that are a little bit older and can speak to me, um, they like being in the Disney bubble. And so I think that has made me really like it. They get excited to see the little touches in the resorts. Like when you stay at Port Orleans Riverside, you got Tiana in the painting on the wall. You know, you stay off-site, it's just regular hotel room art on the wall. Oh, yeah. Uh, our our, our uh, room had... Princess Ariel, Belle, Tiana, the beds were fantastic. The uh, the sinks were the magic lamp from Aladdin. So it's those little details that they have in the resort that has really flipped me from being a major off-site stayer to now only on-site stayer. I, yeah. I like that Disney bubble. My kids loved it. We loved it. We're stuck forever. Yeah, it's stuff you can't find that anywhere else in the world. I mean, 
Um, we can go on a trip to Chicago or California, and you can stay in a hotel room that you're not sure where you're at once you're in that hotel room. But all the Disney resorts, you know where you are once you're in your room. The, the curtains can be drawn. You can't see out the window, but you know you're at Disney World. Um, plus, you turn on the TV and you get Stacy giving you the must-dos. Um, I, we could just watch that on a loop the whole trip, too. That is funny. I mean, it's 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 one of those things that you have to decide. If you want to be in that bubble, you're going to pay a little bit more for it. But for myself, my wife, my two toddlers, it just was completely worth it. I mean, the fleet of buses alone, you said every 20 minutes. It's more like every 15 minutes. You can resort hop. You can check them all out. You can do. You can go to Disney Springs in the morning. You can go to a. You can just jump from fireworks show to fireworks show at night. And if your kids need a nap. You jump on one of those buses, you get back to the resort, they take an hour power nap, and then you go back to the theme parks. Yeah, we've actually done the power nap just on the bus. We rode the bus back, they fell asleep, so we just didn't get off. We went right back, and by the time we got back to the park, we were like, oh, we're ready to go. So sometimes the bus even works out that well. Um, the other thing about location, you can get some of the deluxe resorts, you can walk to the park, and there is nothing better than being fully in control of when you're going to arrive or depart and how long it takes is just simply walking Bay Lake Tower and the Contemporary. That's one thing I love about them. And then uh, the whole Epcot area with the Beach Club, Yacht Club, Boardwalk, and then the Swan and Dolphin, which are not actually Disney resorts, but right there in the thick of it. You can walk right into the back door of Epcot and the International Gateway. Um, I think on uh, my wife's 30th birthday, we stayed at Beach Club. I think we got from our hotel room in the Beach Club to Le Chefs de France in about seven minutes. Wow, that's pretty um, impressive. Yeah, and that's pre-Magic Band, too. So, I mean, we had to actually put a ticket into a machine and a turnstile let us in. So, I mean, that they had that archaic technology slowing us down. But that's how close some of them are. Um, and the other direction, it's about a 15-minute walk to Hollywood Studios. So location, 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 and you know Disney property is huge. Um, people think, well, it's just outside Disney when you're talking about an offsite resort. Well, yeah, it's just outside the property, but that's you know 20 minutes to the nearest park, or you're going to have to go through some traffic on I-4, things like that. You don't have to worry about that if you're on property. Yeah, another thing I love about staying on property, I haven't used this service, but this is a new tip and trick for me, is that some of the resorts offer free child, or not free child, you pay for it, but child care options. So you can drop off your kids and your wife and you can go do the park by yourself. That's just an amazing thing uh, that is really neat. And you know it's Disney, you trust the cast members, they're going to be well taken care of. And so that's just a neat little tip and trick that I know my wife and I want to do the next time we go down because I have no desire to take my kids to Epcot as toddlers. Oh, come on. You want to take them to Epcot. They can they can meet Joy and Sadness, Baymax. There's all kinds of characters Ah, Bay Ma Baymax just left, though. So I would oh. if he was still there. He just left the park uh, last month So because we were planning our next trip and we are debating between uh, if we want to do Epcot or if we want to do Magic for the extra day. You, you do know in June, though, um, Epcot becomes the 
Uber Center for, for the five-year-old girl. On and, so. and uh, yeah, and my daughter will be turning five this year. So, yeah. so uh, yeah, they're already saying those wait lines are going to be about four hours every day when that opens up. So I, I don't know if I have any desire to wait in the line for to meet Anna and Elsa again, but we'll see. It's uh, We'll see if we do Epcot with the kids and stuff. So. Oh, you'll have to take them on the ride. You can't. Yeah. You can't deprive her of that. I mean, that's that's bad parenting. But um, leaving them at the the daycare, so to speak, or the kids club, I've heard a lot of people have trouble getting their kids to leave. Um, and you're paying by the hour, so you're like, "Come on, let's get out of here." But uh, I'd say you drop them off. You go into La Cellier. There's a kids club at the beach club, which is right there. And Le Cellier is just basically inside the International Gateway entrance. Or uh, Le Chefs de France like we did or um, Monsieur Paul if you want to get really fancy. So lots of options right there near those kids clubs in Epcot. Yeah, and I think the best advice that either both of you and I can agree upon is no matter what you're trying to do when it comes to traveling, to use a certified Disney travel agent, they will make sure they get you the best deal. I've used your wife for both off-site and on-site. I uh, just gave her my budget, gave her what I wanted, and she did a wonderful job making sure our trip matched what we wanted to spend. So they're a free resource to use, so definitely I know you and I both can say no matter what you're thinking on-site, off-site, contact a Disney travel agent for sure. Yeah, getting a vacation planner definitely helps because there's a lot of questionable hotels and resorts around the Orlando area. Um, my wife has seen things and heard things that she would not book somebody at certain hotels just based off that. You know, there's some other hotels where she's had clients had troubles in the past, so she tries to avoid those. Um, so using somebody that has that experience is great. Also, like I said, we've stayed at 13 resorts, and that's just since 2010. So in the last six years, we've experienced 13 different Disney resorts. So, and they're not all created equal. We have some that we like. We have some that we're not going back to. So using somebody that has that experience and knows the ins and outs of the different resorts is pretty priceless. And it's actually, you know, fee-less. I don't know how that compares with priceless, but about the same. Yeah, it, ma- it makes sense. That's that's one tip trick I never really knew until I started working with the travel agents. They're not paid by me. They're paid by d- commission through Disney, which is great. So it's a free resource for me to even ask questions to. Uh, and, and I know in my experience, I had another idea for an off-site property. And uh, your wife, Michelle, said, uh, you don't want to stay there. And I said, okay, I, I trust you. So if you say it's a bad place, I'm going to I'm gonna go with you on that one. So uh, that, that is one of the great things. And then you also go online, do your research. You know, every, every resort has uh, pictures on Facebook. And it's just, you can, you can pretty much have an experience at any resort all over Orlando before even booking it. That's a great thing with the internet day and age. And so definitely take your time, what's best for you and the family. And whether you stay on-site or off-site, I know you're going to have a great time because you're at the happiest place on earth. Yeah, one one thing I on-site-wise that we didn't mention yet was that you can only get the Disney dining plan if you stay on-site. And there's some people that makes total sense for. Other people the dining plan doesn't work out for. We talked earlier about the cost of food and for some families, the dining plan works out really well. And staying off-site, you can't, you can't get the Disney dining plan. So that is one thing that you have to, to be on-site to get. That goes right in there with being able to ride the buses, the magic bands, mm-hmm. Magical Express, extra magic hours. 
um, one of those on-site perks. Plus, if you drive down to Florida um, and you stay on-site, you can drive to the parks and park, and the parking's included. You stay off-site, you're going to be dropping $20 a day on parking at the parks. So that's one big thing with staying on-site is you're not paying to park anywhere. That's a good thing because those those parking fees definitely add up. I know when we were in Disneyland, we stayed off-site, and it was it was expensive to park every day down there. Well, in Disneyland, on-site, off-site is like total different conversation. Yes, absolutely. Uh, the two different, yeah, on-site. Whole- yeah. Yeah, whole different that's, reality. It's a there, whole different but, show, but yeah, I, with that small experience that I have offsite there, it was definitely it ate at my wallet, and I'm sure Disney World is the same thing. We always fly down there, so uh, mm-hmm. we usually take a cab and don't even have to worry about the uh, parking fee. We just spend that in the cab fee. There you go. Yeah, and uh, you know, you fly into the right airport and you get the uh, Magical Express for free. Well, yep. included in your stay. Yep which is another perk about staying on site we never mentioned because I have yet to experience. Uh, I always fly into an airport that doesn't have that. Hopefully this next time we fly into the right uh, big, M, uh, was it MCU? MCO. MCO, there you go. MCO. Yep, so uh, no, just do your research and uh, you know, feel free to like us on Facebook, ask any questions at Rope Drop Radio, follow us on Twitter. Uh, we'd be happy to answer them and then share with us your best experience both staying on site, off site, hotels you like resorts you don't like we like to hear it all because we like to talk to our friends and family and uh, about the same thing absolutely the more more we hear better our show will be Thank you for listening to another Rope Drop Radio. Be sure to subscribe to our channel. Please download any previous episodes, as well as continue to listen to future episodes that air usually on Fridays. For Doug McKnight, I'm Derek Sassman. This has been Rope Drop Radio.